Well, it's almost all over for another year. Craig Gabriel out of Wimbledon, just waiting for uh, Novak Djokovic to arrive at his press conference. Is he taking a little bit of extra time? Craig, good morning. Novak is never on time. Yeah, he's got a watch endorsement. It doesn't work. He doesn't follow it, just like Rafa as well. He's another one who's notorious at never being on time. Well, they're the champs. They can do it at what they please, really, can't they? Well, yeah, I guess so. But it's surprising how Roger's got a watch endorsement and he's always on time, but then again, he is Swiss. Well, that is so true. Okay, let's look at the men's final, which uh, was completed uh, a wee while ago this morning and probably not really a surprise that Djokovic took it, is there? Yes and no. Um, It was actually a pretty gripping final, Brian. And uh, if, I, I mean, history is a big if, but if Nick Kyrgios had converted those break points at the end of the second set when Djokovic was serving for the set, we may have had a different situation. I'm not saying it would happen. We may have. Because he he had Djokovic at love 40, so there were three break points in a row there, and then he had one more break point in that game. And when he didn't do that and Djokovic ended up winning that set, things start to pick up uh, for, for Novak. And at the same time, um, Nick was getting more angry and more frustrated with the fact that he hadn't converted that. He was yelling and screaming at his player box and all that. And he didn't let that go. And I think that might have also had something to do with it. But it was a very good match. And, you know, it could have even gone to five sets because uh, Kyrgios had chances in the fourth. So did, did Nick behave himself? I mean, you just said he was yelling, mm. screaming at his box. Did he, did he pack any on-court tantrums? Well, as far as the yelling, there was, I mean, he wasn't throwing rackets no. or anything like that. I mean, I think he deliberately spilled his one water bottle at one stage. But, um, you know, there was, there was some profanity, and I heard some local media saying, and Prince George is in the royal box as well. You know, he might have heard it all. I'm sure his uncle Harry would have been using that sort of language as well. <laughs> Let's go back to the day before, and of course the women's final. And Angebeer, uh, well, she she was one. She she could have done it. Yes, she could have. She started very well, mm. but uh, you know, once she got broken at the start of the second set, you could see that Elena Rubakina was starting to feel that yeah I'm in this I'm mm. going to I can start turning this around and and she was so solid I mean she's a tall girl and she packs a punch with her her returns especially her serve she's got a big serve that got her out of any little bits of trouble that may have happened and uh, you know I think after that there were a couple of moments when Jabur could have made another inroad and wasn't able to and I think she lost a fair amount of heart and uh um, Rabakina was able to run through with that. I mean, when you look at the scoreline, three six six two six two, I think it was. You, know, you, you could see that that was pretty straightforward in the end. Rabakina was the number seventeen seed too, wasn't yeah. she? So yeah. that made it interesting. How do you feel I tell now? You what you know, I tell you what, Todd Woodbridge yep. predicted Rabakina would win the title from the fourth round. Wow! Wow! There's a call. Did you? <laughs> Not a hope in it, of course. <laughs> so how now it's all over. It must be a strange feeling for a, for a journalist because there is something special about Wimbledon. How do you feel now that it's done and dusted? I'm not a journalist. I'm a multimedia megastar. Please remember. <laughs> oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's, it is a strange feeling. I mean, we're, 
we're still working out of the club. There's still stuff going on. There's still other work to finish off. And um, and then when that when you actually walk out of the grounds, that's sort of when it it hits you. Mm. Um, it, it's a sort of a a, a letdown feeling that it's it's all over with, and you've you know you've put in 17 hour days every day, uh, certainly for the first 10 days or 11 days of the tournament, um, and then there's nothing tomorrow. Mm. It's done. So it is a weird feeling, and myself, like a lot of the most of the players, um, as soon as you're done, you want to get out of the place. You don't want to be hanging around. It's just an awful feeling. And that's why players don't wait till end of the week and all that. As soon as they're done, they want to leave and go on to the next thing. How did you rate this year's Wimbledon then? Yeah, it was pretty good. It really was pretty good. I mean, certainly I've been, I've been saying all along that the bottom had fallen out of the women's draw. Mm. Um, but overall, it was a good tournament. There was great atmosphere. There were some superb matches. You know, I pinpoint today's match was very, very good. And, and certainly the Kyrgios-Sitsipas match, I thought, was wonderful. Um, with all the drama in the middle of that match as well. And great tennis played. Um, so... On all that, uh, those sort of counts, and it was fantastic to see a full house, no restrictions. Yeah. And, you know, this is the first time since 2019 we've had that at Wimbledon. So that added to that feeling. Um, certainly, there are a lot of things that you wouldn't expect at Wimbledon that, you know, they're very, very good at dotting I's and crossing T's. But, you know, because it hasn't been a full blown event for three years, they lacked on some of the finer things that Wimbledon always caters for. Craig, enjoy chatting to you through uh, the tournaments. It's bring on the US Open next. Thank you yep. so much. Pleasure.